0: And welcome to the Peaceful Pastures podcast, finding peace in the pastures, spending 10 minutes each day with your shepherd. I am Pastor Daniel Lewig, and this podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministries of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. On day two, we capture the context. We recognize our world today is just a little bit different than the world at the time of the Bible. There are customs, practices, practices, idioms, descriptions of locations that are lost on us. On this day, we take the opportunity to explore the context of the chapters in front of us. Yesterday, we listened to chapters 33 through 36 of Genesis. Let's explore what's taking place surrounding this lesson. But first, let us begin with prayer. Heavenly Father, blessed are they who hear the word of God and obey it. Amen. In chapter 33, Jacob gives thanks for Esau's change of heart. Remember, he comes to Jacob with 400 men, and usually that is a strong indication of bringing a small army with you and a chance for aggression or or violence to make an attack. Jacob recognizes that this change of heart is a gift of God, and that's what he expresses in verse 10 in our text. In verse 17, we hear that name being given of Succoth, and uh, Succoth is a name that means shelters. We also see another name given, this one to God, in verse 20, El Elohe Israel. This is a name that means God, the God of Israel, Is mighty. In chapter 34, we come across multiple tragic incidents. And I think a a good all encompassing summary statement is beneficial here. Here's the footnote from the EHV Bible. The purpose of the story is to show why it is necessary for Israel to go down to Egypt which is what occurs in the next few chapters in the next couple of weeks that we will read. It was getting hard to tell the difference between Israelites and Canaanites. The most honorable man among the Canaanites was guilty of rape. But Jacob's sons were guilty of murder, looting, and using the sacred sign of the covenant as a tool for murder. Chapter 34 as well as chapter 35 show the spiritual decline of of Jacob and his children and God's intervention. In chapter 35 and verse 1, we recognize the context here that after Jacob's 20-year challenge with Laban and the trauma of returning to Esau and the prospect of, of 400 men not being something for blessing but being something that can bring great harm to his family, After that worked out in his favor as Jacob recognized that God blessed him with Esau's change of heart, after the 20 years of everything that has taken place, you would think that the first thing that he would have done is headed straight for Bethel. Bethel was the special place where the Lord had appeared to Jacob when he was fleeing from Esau, where God assured him that I will protect you and I will bless you. Jacob's response at that time, Lord, if you bring me back to this land, I'll establish a sanctuary here at Bethel. When we come to chapter 35, verse 1, it appears that Jacob has been dragging his feet. It seems Jacob has allowed considerable amount of time to pass without fulfilling the promise that he made. It also appears that Jacob's spiritual leadership in his family was in decline. In chapter 35, verse 4, Jacob was not shocked to hear that he was aware that members of his household had idols. What's disappointing here is his decision to hide them, to confiscate them and hide them versus destroy them. The spiritual decline already showing in this chapter is another reason why God came to Jacob and directed him to finally go to Bethel and use this as a teaching opportunity for his children to learn about the one true God. It was important, again, as we look at the promised line, as we look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as God promises that the Savior will come through them. We see God coming and continuing to grow His people. Abraham received many different tests. Isaac experienced the same, so has Jacob. But we recognize that we are at both the same time, saint and sinner. And as Jacob and his family are starting to veer away from God, what does God do? God comes to them and brings them back to the place that is the reminder of God's blessing and protection, to see the one true God, and to be reminded how they are to act according to that promise. So again, we see God's intervention here with his people of drawing them closer to him. In chapter 36, we have the history of Esau's line. In this chapter, we see the intermarriage with peoples around him, with his children And descendants. That led to the descendants of Esau and the Horites to amalgamate into one nation of Edom when Esau became ruler of the land. This actually fulfilled God's promise. God promised at the blessing with Jacob and Esau that Esau would grow into a separate, independent nation where kings would come from his line but that Esau would always be a thorn in the flesh for Jacob's descendants. And that's exactly what the Edomites become as we look at Old Testament history. This wraps up today's podcast. We invite you to join in next time and take the opportunity to share our podcast with someone in your life who could use some peace in the pastures. You can find our podcast on all major podcasting platforms. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us at Christ Countryside Wells, W-E-L-S, at yahoo.com. Our podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministry of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. Music used with permission from Koine, part of their soundtrack to Oh That the Lord Would Guide My Ways. You can find their music on iTunes and many other online musical stores. Scripture used in this podcast is from the Evangelical Heritage Version, used with permission from the Wartburg Project. This is Pastor Daniel Lewig wishing you God's richest blessings on your day.